episode of Virtual Coffee. My name is Alexa Collier, and on this podcast, I chat with innovative and accomplished small business owners and early career professionals. With me today is Kirsten Fox, the founder and owner of Baked Pie Company. Kirsten has two storefronts located in Asheville, North Carolina, and they serve homemade pies, which look so delicious. They even have a pie flight that you can order, which I just love that idea. On this episode, we dive into Kirsten's journey and how she pivoted her career path and became a small business owner in her 50s. She gives out a lot of great advice, and I'm excited to dive into her story. Now, before we do just that, as always, I'd really appreciate if you could rate and review Virtual Coffee on the Apple Podcast app. You can also follow us along on Instagram and Facebook and other social medias. It's all at Virtual Coffee Podcast. Thank you so much for listening, and I hope you enjoy this episode. Welcome, Kirsten. Thank you so much for chatting with me today. Thank you for having me. Yes, really, as always, looking forward to speaking with you and and diving more into Baked Pie Company. So with that, tell me a bit about your company, you know, its mission, how it kind of got started. Just introduce Baked Pie Company for us. Absolutely. Well, to start back in my probably late 40s, someone I was sitting next to at a wedding happened to tell me he was an older gentleman. He was a doctor. And he says, if ever you get a chance when you're 50, you should redo your life and change your career. And I was like, that was interesting to me. And I asked him, what did he mean? And he said, he totally went back to school and he was still a doctor, but in a totally different field and that it just made such a difference in his life. And so that just sort of resonated with me. And I was at a point then in my life that I was sort of trying new things. I was a photographer for some local publications here in Asheville. And then I went into social media marketing and I had clients all throughout the United States, but it really wasn't my passion. I I enjoyed making connections and it was great and speaking with my clients. But then when I was, you know, on a computer by myself doing all this work, there's just no interaction and Mm -hmm. it just wasn't for me. And so I remember I was 49 at the time and it was probably the summer. Well, maybe I just turned 50. I don't remember now. But anyway, (laughs) I just could hear this gentleman's thought in my mind um, that year. And then my daughter my older daughter and I were driving around Asheville and she said, mom, I'd like to, let's get a piece of blueberry pie and some coffee. She was very specific that she wanted a piece of blueberry pie and coffee. And we sort of looked and I didn't see anything. And I said, I don't think there is such a thing. And I live in South Asheville and that's where we have to be. And I said, you know, we can go to the bakery and we can buy a whole pie and, you know, bring it back to the house, but there's no place for us to just sit and do that. And sort of that night, a light bulb went off in my head. And I said, wow, what if I opened up a pie shop? What if I could create a place where people could go sit and have a a really nice, just cup of coffee and a slice of pie? And I said, you know, the more I thought about it that whole week, I was like, I'm going to do this. I really think there's a need. And if I would go to it, I think other people would go to it. 
And then I kept thinking about it and I decided, well, if I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it in a local way where the locals would have a place. So I didn't want to be downtown. I've lived in South Mm -hmm. Asheville. It's been 23 years now. I really, I live literally a quarter of a mile or less from our original house that we moved into 23 years ago. And I said, you know what, I'm going to start looking. And I did. And there were so many different places that would pop up, but then it just didn't work out. And then I just didn't give up on the idea. And I just was casually looking. I wasn't, I didn't hire a realtor or anything like that. I was just looking on my own. And I found this place on Long Shoals Row that used to be an old Subway sandwich shop. And I looked in the window because I saw a big, uh, you know, for lease sign. And I looked in the window and I said, I can make this into what I want it to be. And I called the number on the window and the rest is history. (laughs) That's incredible. How cool is that to just kind of stumble upon that problem or that need, right? For a slice of pie and look where you took it. I love that. I feel like that's how a lot of businesses start. You just kind of have this almost a random, seemingly nothing problem. But then if you really think about it, you're like, hey, I can I can actually solve for this. This could be something cool. That's excellent. I love oh, that. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, we, it was it was really even more that I looked into it and the more that I researched and was looking for a place, the more it just resonated with mm-hmm. me. That it was definitely what I was supposed to be doing. Right. Very, very neat. And were you always into making and baking pies or was this kind of a new hobby that you found? Yeah, this was new. It. I've always been a baker okay. at heart, but a home baker, not nothing fancy. I mean, sure. I love making cakes and brownies and pies, but the only mm-hmm. pies I ever made, which was very rare for me to make a pie because I didn't know how to make a pie crust and it just seemed very scary for me. So I always just bought a store-bought, you know, frozen or one of those refrigerated pie crusts to make a pie. So the first thing I did was to get a friend of mine who was a baker and I said, listen, could I hire you for, you know, a month or so to help me come up and create a really good pie crust? You show me how to make a pie crust and you know I'll do the rest she said absolutely and so we worked at my house for gosh weeks and the pie crust was very easy for her and she had a couple recipes and we tried different ones because I wanted to make sure it was up to my liking and standards and yeah it started from there and then I actually hired her to be my baker at Baked Pie Company she's no longer here she's went back to school for another field but um, that was just very helpful. So now I had never worked in a restaurant in my mm-hmm. entire life. And so I just, you know, that was sort of a challenge for me, but I knew what I liked when I went out to a restaurant. I knew sure. how I wanted to be treated at a restaurant. And I, I just, there was a couple things that really popped up in my head that I knew to make this a successful business, these things had to be done. And there were three specific items. And one was to have a really good product. I didn't want to have any fillers in my pies. You know, you can buy tubs of fillers. You can buy puddings and pre-made pie crust and all the all whipped cream, all this stuff. You can even buy eggs that are already cracked open for you. And I was like, I just want it to be totally from scratch, homemade tasting, sort of like your grandmother's or, you know, your mother's recipe. I want it to remind people 
of their childhood. And so that was the first priority was to make sure the product was, was excellent. The second thing was to have excellent customer service. I wanted to make sure every customer was treated well, was greeted. My staff is very kind and outgoing and we just make it a fun experience for the customers. And it's it's hard because we've been closed for indoor dining this mm-hmm. past year. So that's been a struggle, but we're we're still we're still here and still, you know, take out and curbside service. And the third thing was to have an atmosphere at the shops where you walk in and it did did feel like you were, you know, and maybe at your grandmother's house. So I I purchased a lot of antiques and vintage items and sort of stocked the shop. So it totally did not feel like you were in a strip mall and an old Subway sandwich shop. <laughs> and right. so it really, um, the look and feel, I think the, I think that's what's made it so successful is, you know, the, th- the combination of the, those three. That's great. I think there's an awesome piece of advice in there and that's, Focus on what you're passionate about, which it seems you're clearly passionate about the customer experience and really giving them that vibe you're going for. And I think people might think when they first have an idea like this, they might have thought, oh, well, I don't know how to bake an awesome pie. Then I I can't pursue this business opportunity. But no, you can learn that, right? So maybe focus on the things that you're passionate about and understand the things that you can learn while that is definitely hard work you can learn or hire out right or get absolutely help. absolutely uh, yeah. so I'm not in the kitchen at all anymore mm-hmm. unless they need me but I've hired a staff to do exactly what I needed to be done so yeah starting a new business can be very scary especially if you don't have any idea what you're doing but you can learn everything and if you're doing it right and I just feel like you know, if you're passionate enough about it, everything will fall into place. And you, mm-hmm. there's always a fear that, oh my gosh, what about this? And which, and you just can't even worry about that. You can't, you can't focus on any of your fears. You have to focus on doing it right, learning where you need to learn, and you know, humble yourself enough to say, gosh, I I need a hand with this. You know, I need someone to. So I reached out to Emily to help me with the baking at first and teaching me how to do a pie shell. But then I worked, I reached out to the health department because I said, I've never worked in a restaurant. I I don't even know how to open a restaurant and how to run it. And they were so helpful, the Buncombe County Health Department. Yeah. So everybody was kind and helpful and everybody wants to see you succeed. And people have asked me before, what should I do? And I'm like, just make sure you ask for help. You know, that's, don't think you can do it on your own. You just, people are there to help you and they want to help and see you succeed. Yeah. That's definitely a theme on these episodes is building your community and not being afraid to find that community for your support and exactly what you're saying to ask yeah, questions, yeah. get help, teach you things. Yeah, I, think, I think that's great. Yes. But, so I'd love to dive into your pies. Can you give our audience an idea of, you know, some of the pies they can order, what they would feel or see walking into your store, just kind of help us paint that picture a little bit more. Sure. It's funny. Cause I can, I can tell a first timer that walks into the shop immediately because they stop <laughs> and they look around and they're just looking at all the, you know, tchotchke things on the walls and on the bookshelves. And 
then you sort of see their nose lift up because they're smelling the pie. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, I think people are sort of transfixed into to somewhere. I don't know where it is, but like I said, maybe their childhood home or a grandmother's house or um, an aunt's house. But we have probably a good 12 to 15 different pies a day. We rotate every day all of our pies. So we have maybe five in our baked case, and those are pies that have been baked in the oven. And then we have five or six in the cold case. And those are like our coconut cream pies or a lemon meringue pie. Those are our cold pies. And then we also have every day an option for people that are gluten-free that are on this keto diet that's sort of a new item for us and it's selling really well and vegan and then a sugar-free or no sugar added pie. So there's something for everybody on the shelves every day. And like I said, they rotate. I have two locations, one in Woodfin and one in Arden, and each baker is responsible for their menu. And so they change it up. So it's not the same at each Okay. Location. Um, That's neat. Yeah. And then I have what we do is on Facebook, we have we post our menu every morning. So the Woodfin has their Facebook page and Arden has their Facebook page. And so that's where you can find the menu. And there's a couple pies that we keep on the shelf every day. And one is our number one seller, which is our honey pecan pie. Mm. And that is a pie that I made in my kitchen um, before I even opened, I made it one day and I said, this is going to be our number one seller. It was that. <laughs> and it is, it's turned into, I spoke it and it became <laughs> so that it's just, it's, there's two and a half cups of pecans in every pie. I've tr- I tried many different pecans, put it that way, and tested them to make sure I got the one that was the best tasting. And you would think of pecans of pecan and it's not. You can you can taste a difference between a, a good pecan and a just something you find at Sam's Club, for instance. Mm-hmm. So we pay a lot more for our ingredients, but it's definitely worth it in the long run. So we have our pecan pie every day. We try to have a variation of an apple pie every day. Um, we have several different types of apple pies, but there's always something. And we do get our apples locally from Creaseman Farms. They're in Hendersonville. And um, we try to use local ingredients as often as possible. Our pecans come from Georgia. And then Wednesdays and Saturdays is our coconut cream pie, which is a huge seller. And we just sort of, you know, save that for twice a week. And then everything else rotates. Mm -hmm. And um, then we have a couple seasonal pies, like our strawberry rhubarb pie just came in last week are rhubarb. So that's now on the menu. And then in the late summer, we'll have peach pie. And then again, in the fall, we'll have pumpkin and sweet potato. So it just, it there's seasonal ones. And then we have the ones that just rotate. And then the couple that are always on the menu. Everything just sounds so good and looks so good online. And you have pie flights, right? I remember seeing that on your website and just thinking that's such a cool idea. I love that. My husband and I were at dinner one night before we opened Uh and I said, boy, I wish, I don't remember which restaurant. I said, I wish we could sample each of these desserts. And I said, you know what? Maybe we'll do that with the pies. And I figured if we have a beer flight here in Asheville in every mm-hmm. corner, why not do a pie flight? So we talked about it and came up with the idea of having a smaller slice. 
smaller portions and have three different ones with a scoop of ice cream. And it's we made a, a board for it and it's just a nice presentation and it's just it's really fun for a couple people to share it, but a lot of people get their own. And it's just, it's, it's a great way to try different pies and people right. really like the idea. I think it's such a good idea. I need to yeah. take a trip back to Asheville here soon. We live yeah. in Raleigh. Um, oh. So yeah, need to head over there. Cause I love that pie flight idea. Cause uh, I would you. love to just like exactly what you're saying, like try like not commit to one slice. Right. And maybe right. share it with someone you're, you're eating with like my husband. I think that'd be so perfect. Such yeah. a good idea. Thank you. So you guys have two locations. That's incredible. How did, how did that happen? I guess, you know, kind of interested in for you to describe, you know, your journey of launching baked pie company. Like how'd you move from one location to two? <laughs> yeah. Was- any like big challenges along the way, just anything you want to share? Sure. That was sort of, we weren't looking to open Mm -hmm. a second location at the time, but I had someone contact me up in Woodfin and they had a a small, I don't know if it was a cafe slash bakery up there in Reynolds Village. And um, she said, would you be interested in coming? I'm, I'm closing the doors. And is there anything you'd like to come take a look at? So I I went up there with my husband just to see what equipment she had. And, you know, I had a storage unit already. So I was like, I can, you know, get something for the future and we can just store it away. And when I got there, I really fell in love with the location and the place. Mm -hmm. And I said, you know what, I'll take this, this and that. And I said, but I really am interested in the space. And so I called the landlord for the complex and I asked him about the space and so we opened baked and Arden in April 8th of 2017 we ended up opening the Woodfin location December of that same year wow wow so and then I always I said you know I'm already in this mode of opening a new shop and you doing all this new stuff and I've got it all in my mind let's open the second one now while it's still fresh Sure. Yeah, that makes sense. But it was, it ended up being great. It was very successful. It's amazing how people from South Asheville don't go up to North Asheville and vice versa. So it was far Mm -hmm. enough apart that we had developed new customers and new client, you know, clientele. And it was nice. It's the development that was a little struggle. The development has a YMCA up there and we're right next door to a fabulous restaurant called Chupacabra. It's a Latin restaurant and it's really good. But the rest of the place, it was a mixed use, um, mixed use concept where they had okay. apartments and you know all this retail space. But the retail space were more like doctor's offices, and um, it wasn't like Biltmore Park where you walk around from store to store. Mm-hmm. So I was hoping it would be more than it was. I was hoping they would advertise more than they do. So I we just took my social media marketing background and just marketed the heck out of it. Nice. And nice. and it's, it's doing really well. Even through the virus, we've remained strong and we love it up there. Very neat. Huge accomplishment to have Thank two you. storefronts. That's I know. Excellent. Yeah. Congratulations on that. Thank you. Yeah. So any, you know, kind of along the same 
train of thought and you already mentioned some advice as we're chatting here, but any other advice that comes top of mind when you think about someone who is a small business owner or wants to launch a small business and has an idea, but maybe is scared to do it? Any like top pieces of advice that come to mind? I don't know. I think the the biggest thing is don't let the fear overcome your ideas. You know, don't if there if I've heard this before and I don't even know how how it's it's sort of a quote, but if you're feeling fear, then it's a good idea. You know, if if it's scary, it's then it's probably yep. pretty good. You know, you just gotta get through that and put it on the back burner and don't worry about it and just take a risk and I think that if you just step out that thing doors will open and if and if it's not supposed to be then doors will close. I, I I'm a big believer in that. And it's true when I was opening looking for spaces for the first baked, I was so disappointed in a couple things that did not spaces that I wanted that didn't happen. And I would get so upset and be like, "Oh, I really wanted what the first place was a little house." And I look back now had I taken that spot, I would not have had the parking and the traffic. And looking back, I'm like, oh, wow, that's why that wasn't available because I wasn't supposed to be there. So I just, I would say, you know, jump all in and do it. At least try it. And I tried so many different things. My, I think my kids, I've grown children and they were sort of shocked that I did this and it's still here <laughs> because I'm, I'm one of these people that will try anything. I try arts and crafts and, you know, I'll jump right in and if it works, it works. And if it doesn't, and I, or I get bored and knitting and things like that, you know, I love trying new things. Mm -hmm. I hope that I'm an example to them that to not be afraid to try new things rather than them looking at like, there goes mom trying something new. <laughs> <laughs> Right. You try enough things, something's going to stick. And if it doesn't work out for people who are trying a new business, then don't give up. Just try something else. Yeah. You know, you'll, you'll find your footing and it'll work out eventually. Yeah. I think probably along with that too, is maybe taking it step by step and sure, maybe someone's scared to open a storefront right away. Well, is there another option? Like, can you sell out of your home or something, right? I'm Absolutely. making stuff up, but you know, if you're scared to go completely all in, whatever that means to you, can you do a smaller step first? And what would Absolutely. that look like? Is that as scary? Just, yeah, taking it kind of step by step, I think might help with that fear piece. That's true. That's very true. There's so many, um, like Etsy right? for artists. If you don't want to open up a place, I mean, there are some very successful. My daughter is a, a needle felting artist. Oh, and cool. She sells all of her work on Etsy and is very successful at it. And it's just a great platform. She would never open a storefront. That's not sure. even in her wheelhouse to do something like that. Um, she just doesn't have the desire, but having her sell it on Etsy is perfect for her. So yeah, very neat. Yeah, I think that that's great advice. I'm interested in knowing where you're, you know, hoping to take baked pie company, like any other big goals, would you ever want to be able to ship your pies? Like, is that an idea you have for the future? Um, well, we or are you more focused on just the, the two storefronts right now? Well, right now, I say that right now, because of COVID, we're not going to look at doing anything else, but that's sure. not necessarily true because I opened another cafe during COVID. So oh, I'll nice. tell you about that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but um, 
we were looking at, at Greenville for a third location right before COVID. And we were just, you know, not seriously looking again, just looking down there and looking at spaces and finding how much it was. And, you know, I think the next step would have been to open a third location either in Greenville or maybe Charlotte area. Then when COVID hit, we just put the brakes on that. But in the back of our mind, we've also thought about franchising and maybe not in your typical um, franchising way, but getting like-minded people to, we get people all the time, or at least we did before COVID, probably once a week, someone would reach out and say, hey, would you be interested in franchising or would you please open up here at this location? And we had somebody in California that wanted the franchise. You know, I can see it being anywhere and everywhere, but it's a little scary for me because it's, you know, I don't, I don't know anything about franchising. So that's a whole nother, again, I'm not going to let the fear overcome me. I'm going to research and see what that leads to. So I don't know. I think I would like to open a third location and then possibly franchise out in the future. But like I said, during COVID, there was a place right around the corner from where we live and I was interested it had it's a little um uh, cafe it's been a coffee shop and I told the owners of the that were renting that out to somebody else I said listen if this space ever comes available please let me know I think I could turn it into a really successful cafe and they reached out to me in September yeah September I think last year and said, the space is available. Are you still interested? And I was like, oh my gosh, we're in the middle of COVID. And I, within 24 hours, I called him back. I said, yes, I'm going to do it. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> I really want this. And I think I can make it successful even in a, you know, this virus. And so we, with, I think within a week I had my builder in there tearing the place apart and we totally redid the space. We put in a walk-in, a a window for people to walk up to. We did a whole outdoor seat. Oh, that's cool. So, um, and it's, it is, we do indoor seating in there. It's a very, it's not a huge space. It's not tiny Mm -hmm. either. So we have about six tables inside and I'm going to keep it small like that. Even when the virus is done, I like the yeah. sp- you know, everything spread out. That is called PB and J's cafe. And it's really a gourmet peanut butter and jelly shop. Oh my um, gosh. That's so, cool. <laughs> so we do all the fancy coffees and all that. Um, so wow. that's, and then baked provides all of the baked goods for the case. So we have a case that's filled with baked goods, everything but pie. Okay. Pie at the shop, but you know, brownies and we have quiche and biscotti and cookies and it's just, it's a full on bakery pretty much. And it has, is done really well. It's, I'm really glad I did it, even though it was scary, but I did it anyway and it's worked out really well. How cool is that? Now I, we need to get back to Asheville. I am like craving all to go to all these places now. It's so (laughs) cool. Yeah. You almost, leverage your fear or nervousness to make sure you do it right but also don't hesitate too long right because you can't sure you can research for five years and still never launch you know you have to have that balance and I think you really leverage that nervousness or hesitation to do that research get your questions answered but then you go for it that's great that's a really nice balance 
Thank you. Yeah, it's so far so so good. It's worked out. And what were you doing um, before you launched all these businesses? I know you mentioned you had social media marketing. Is that correct? The I background? did that and some photography. And oh, but yeah. yep. my background here in Asheville, uh, the majority of my time was spent at Selena Naturally. They have the Celtic sea salt. Okay. If you're familiar with Celtic sea salt or not. It's a sea salt and it's also a health food company online. Okay. And I started there as a buyer, gosh, I don't know how many years ago. And then I worked my way up to general manager and yeah, I learned a lot there, but I also learned that I wanted to make myself money versus other people money. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it seems like I was doing that a lot. And that's when I looked at my husband, I said, listen, if we can go six months without me spending my paycheck, then I know that I can retire from this company and do something else. Mm. And we were able to make it. And um, so six months I left there and then I said, okay, now what am I going to do? And that's when I started trying other things. So, Mm -hmm. but we were just very fortunate and blessed that I was able to, to leave that job to pursue Mm -hmm. other things. Right. I learned so much at Selena Naturally. It was just a really great company and I'm really grateful for them. I'm sure. Yeah. That's a a nice way to leverage what you learned there in, in your own businesses. And that's, that's a neat way to test, you know, seeing if you can go six months. I think you said, I, I like that test because that financials I think is what scares a lot of people. I know that would be the scariest thing for me. So that's a neat way to test it out. Right. So I'm, you know, I'm, I'm glad my husband, his company is doing well and that's been able to afford me to do what I'm doing. Right. And, you know, with everything going on, running three storefronts, family, <laughs> you know, your whole other life too, outside of the business, do you have any advice or tips and tricks for balancing all that? I always like to ask my guests this, especially the small business owners, because you are so busy and have so much going on and so much to tend to. How do you balance, you know, giving time for yourself and your family and your other hobbies versus running the business? Any best practices there? Uh, In my case, since I was older, when I started this business, my kids are all adult. They all live on their own. So they're all, I'm so blessed that they're all three still here in Asheville, but they don't live at home. So I I have my youngest daughter works for me at the cafe. Oh, cool. Um, And my other one, she's the artist I was telling you about. And my son, who's 33 or 34, I have to count. He's he's working for a company doing well. And so they, they all three... I don't have anybody at the house except my husband and I. And so we definitely have a balance of, you know, my shops are closed, all three of them on Sundays and Mondays. And although I'm still doing, you know, I'm on my computer, usually doing payroll or scheduling Mm -hmm. or all kinds of, you know, paying bills and things. I'm still at home with him and we've really worked it out. And I've got enough staff to where I'm not working five days a week, 12 hours a day. I was at first. You know, my first open bake, I was working constantly and it was very stressful. But I, you know, I, when you start a business, that's what you have to do. And then eventually you start making money where you can pay somebody to work for you. (laughs) And so that's, you know, you hire staff and then you're not at the shop as often and you're, you can do other things. So it's really Mm -hmm. worked out well for us and yeah, balancing life and before the virus 
one of my biggest things is I love going to the movie theater. That's my escape. <laughs> yep. that's, that's my getaway is going to the movies. I love yep. movies and being entertained that way. And, you know, I would go once or twice a week just by myself and go sit and have my popcorn and just escape for two hours. And it could be in the middle of the day and then get done and go back to work. Or So, yeah, we you just got to make time to do that and Things can wait. Bills, you know, bills need to be paid, of course. But my staff understands that, you know, I may not do the schedule for the week until that first day of the week. So I'm very blessed again to be able to balance that. I think your story is very inspiring, too, because I think there's this assumption that in order to start a business, you have to be right out of college or in your 20s when you can grind and don't have a family and can just put all your energy to your business. And you're proof that that's not the case at all. You can follow your passion no matter what age, wherever you're at in life, and you'll make it work to your situation. And there's pros and cons, right, for doing it in your 20s. And there's pros and cons for doing it when you're older. So why not just do what's what's best for you or, or the time that it comes. Yeah. I, I really like your story. I think it's very inspiring for others. Yeah. Some people like my kids, you know, none of them are looking at having children yet Mm -hmm. and starting families because they're young and they want to travel and do that. Well, I got married when I was 18 and had my first child when I was 20. And so my husband and I did the opposite. We had our kids. Yeah, (laughs) it's true. So so now we're still young enough to go and travel and open businesses or whatever it is. And so, you know, now our our kids are going to be the opposite. They're getting all their fun stuff now. And then they'll be stuck with kids in their 50s. (laughs) Right. (laughs) If they have kids, you just sort of have to adjust to what time period you're in, you know. Mm -hmm. If I had three young children, there's no way I would have been able to, I say that, maybe there would have been a way had I had somebody sure. to watch my kids for me and so forth. But, you know, there's there's a reason it, it happened in my 50s, and I'm so glad it, it happened when it did. I think I'm a lot smarter than I was back in even my mm-hmm. 30s. As far as, you know, working at Selena Naturally, you learn so much, and in the businesses that you're in, even if you're miserable. I mean, I have skills now that I I used to manage apartment complexes in South Florida, and it was a job that I really did not like, but I did it. There's so many skills I learned then in a job I did not like that I'm using now in a job that I love. So even if you're not happy with where you are, there's things that you're learning and there's, it's going to stick with you throughout your whole life. Mm-hmm. Right. Or at the very least, if it's a situation you don't enjoy, that's a lesson of what your next job shouldn't be or how Absolutely. you don't want to run your business, right? There's always a lesson there to your point. Absolutely. It got to the point where, you know, in my, I, I want to say maybe my late thirties, um, when I moved, we moved to maybe mid thirties, when we moved to Asheville, I turned it around when I was interviewing pe- people, when they were interviewing me, I was more I said, you know what, I'm going to interview them because I want to make sure I want to work for that company. You know, I'm not here to get a job. I'm here to find a company that I want to work for. And so I changed my interview process around by interviewing the company and asking the questions to make sure it's a place I wanted to work at. And I think that's something I learned later on in life. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's more about the experience you're going to have rather than like what 
you um, can bring to the company. Yeah, I, I know exactly what you're saying. <laughs> well, Kirsten, the last question I always end my episodes with is in this moment, what is your proudest accomplishment? And of course, it can be related to your businesses or can be something else entirely. Just kind of that first thing that comes to mind when I ask you what your proudest accomplishment is. I would say other than the businesses and being able to, for me to say that I have three companies, three mm-hmm shops or cafes is a huge accomplishment for me. One of the things I'm most proud of is my husband and I bought our house. And this was the first house we've owned in our late 40s. And, you know, we always were renters and we always went from place to place to place to place. And having three children and, you know, that was hard for us. And I think probably at one point I was like, I'm never going to own a home. And when I changed my thinking and said, you know what, I'm going to have a home and started changing the way I talk to myself. And within a couple of years, we own a house. And so that's my biggest accomplishment in life is to be able to turn my thinking around and being more positive and being able to accomplish what we did um, in getting our first house. That's wonderful. And yeah, congratulations on that and everything you've achieved so far with your businesses. And I'm looking forward to our next Asheville trip. I love it over there. So we we make a round to have you to the shops and um, show you around some and uh, definitely thank you for for including me. Yeah, of course. It was lovely to hear your story. And before we sign off here, where can people find you and your businesses, websites, social medias, whatever you want to shout out? So we have uh, Facebook, we have two Facebook page, or actually three, but for Baked, we have two different Facebook pages. We're on Instagram and our loca- our um, shops are located in Arden and Woodfin and the PB&J's Cafe is located in Fletcher, South Asheville. And uh, we're like, again, we have websites, bakedpiecompany.com and Facebook and Instagram. And yeah, I would encourage you to check it out. And we do ship from our baked pies, you had mentioned shipping and we do ship. Oh, nice. It's a little pricey to ship pies, I must say. So, but we do it. Yeah. But check us out and come see us uh, when you're in Asheville. Definitely. Yes. Thank you again so much, Kirsten, for chatting with me today. I hope everyone checks them out, whether you're in the Asheville area or not, definitely check them out online. Excellent. Kirsten, thank you so much for chatting with me. Thank you, Alexa. I appreciate it. 